As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 262. We are moving. Yeah, that's the title of the episode. And it's what we have to tell you right now. I think you were not surprised by this and very surprised. Um, If you've been listening to the podcast the last few months, I've just been alluding to the desire that we've had to make some big choices in our life and some big things coming and some big things we are mulling over. And this is it. We are moving away from our home in California. We have lived here for 12 and a half years. It's all we know together as a couple and as a family. It's a major, major shift. So what we are going to do today, and this is totally just a personal um, navel gazing episode for those of you who care about us and our family um, to just share And I'm saying us because Brad is going to join me. We are going to talk about why we are moving away from California, where we are going to, and spoiler alert, why we don't know where that is next. (laughs) And all that has gone into this decision-making process, which is a lot more um, than us just deciding it was time to leave California. Um, So I hope you will listen to this episode just knowing that this is our way of sharing with you what's going on in our lives and to also hopefully give you some space to know that it's okay if you are making some big decisions right now and grappling with them and pondering and contemplating taking big leaps, whether that's individually or as a family, because that's what we are in the middle of doing too. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. This community of progressors empowers women to take on radical growth via sustainable changes. Are you motivated and ready to grow in your identity, purpose, and productivity? You can when you remember that life is about progress, not perfection. Before we do that, I again want to remind you that we are nearing the end of May already. I can't believe it. Now we are doing a seven week um, theme instead of just a month on be healthy. And at the end of that theme, um, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen for the summer. But at the end of that theme, we are going to close the doors to enroll to my new membership site called the Strive Tribe. Now I have felt honestly a push for more within our community. Instagram's been awesome. The Facebook group we had for a while was awesome, but I knew we needed more. A place for women to really have the accountability, the inspiration, and the community 
that they need to take action and strive for daily progress. Now with it, we have a monthly Grow Yourself book club, which has been so fun. We are doing monthly challenges. We are doing weekly chats and every other week group coaching calls. But I have so much planned for this. And as a founding member, you are going to be a part of the process and helping us create a new online community that is taking what we are learning from the show to the next level so that you aren't just listening to the show, but it is changing you just like I say in our intro every time that you listen. I want this show to change you. Now, a little bit of some fun news about this is behind the podcast, the membership site is going to be my number one priority. And from here, this is where I'm actually hoping the future of About Progress is, um, where it's residing my coaching, where people are gathering, and that's going to be my biggest focus. So I want you to be a part of it. As a founding member, your price will never, ever, ever, ever go up. And just so you know, the prices of the Strive Tribe will, but yours won't as a founding member. I want you to take part. Go to aboutprogress.com membership to sign up and be a part of the Strive Tribe so you can take action and strive towards daily progress. All right, let's dig into this little chat between me and my husband, Brad. Uh, just to give you a little forewarning, we recorded for the first few minutes, not realizing it was only picking up one side, but I soon figured it out and then we were able to get it to sound normal. So stick with us through those first few minutes. I don't want to cut it out because it's kind of fun to hear our back and forth together. So let's do this. Okay, so I pressed record. But does it have to sound super professional? Say hello. Put hello. It in, you got to get closer to the microphone, oh, geez. though. Sorry. I don't know if that's going to work with okay. your long legs, but. All right. There you go. Well, I've got Brad joining me here. Hey, everybody. So he's only done this one other time, right? When we did um, a follow-up to my faith crisis episode, and yeah. you were so good. A to... couple years ago. Well, good. It took, took a while for me to build up the courage for it, but eventually did it. Yeah, and this time I feel like it wasn't as big of a leap, so that's good. Um, so let's start by just kind of sharing a little bit about just like ask, asking three questions as a little warm up. So, what is your favorite food? Ooh, uh, favorite food? Anything Mon- Monica makes for dinner, I like. I'm smiling because usually his first answer is KFC, and it's always so insulting. Okay, tweaking <laughs> that question, favorite favorite food? Maybe okay. the my right before being executed uh capital yeah sure capital punishment meal sorry that got a uh, grim quickly but my last meal i would love to have uh either kfc chicken strips meal with coleslaw mashed potatoes i'm shaking my head and uh or chick-fil-a same thing chicken strips meal with the waffle fries and their sweet delicious barbecue sauce that's far more acceptable or in and out just your classic double double with fries and uh, and a milkshake, chocolate vanilla split. We found is the perfect combination that you you order from there, but definitely, yeah. So I guess fast food is my favorite, <laughs> which meal. is hilarious I'm because sorry. we like never. I mean, Brad is really good about never spending money on things that don't really matter, including fast food. But he's also had a long like love affair with any of the coupons that come in the mail for oh. fast food and fast food commercials. And it's just one of your cute personality quirks. So I'm glad that you were able to share that with people here. Um, next, let's have you answer. What is your favorite book? Oh, my favorite book? Yeah. See, I'm kind of dumb here. Mon is really good at actually reading nonfiction books uh, or stuff that's historical. I kind of like just 
mystery thrillers. So most of the stuff I read is either Michael Connelly or John Grisham, which are like L.A. crime and legal thrillers. I, I just want a whodunit that I don't have to think about too hard. Yeah. Especially with the commute on the train. I'm looking for just, you know, I'm on a train 37 minutes each way. So reading the paperback is kind of the perfect way to pass the time there. I should be better about like actually reading biographies or autobiographies or historical stuff instead. Oh, who cares? I just go for the mindless stuff. But you also have liked like Disney War and you like that mm. sports guy. What's his name? I'm so sad. Bill Simmons. Sorry. Okay. Not I'll... Bill Simmons. The other guy who like has, has been writing the... Um, like the graphic novels almost about sports or pop culture. He did the Scrubs thing that's going to come out recently. Oh, yes. Okay, I take it back. Shea Serrano writes for The Ringer. And, uh, yeah, his his two books, Basketball and Other Things and Movies and Other Things, they're just little self-contained uh, memoirs where he'll just, like, write about a topic. Like, uh, he has had a whole chapter on A League of Their Own, which is brilliant, where he debates whether um, Gina Davis dropped the ball on purpose at the end. And it's, and it's brilliant. So... Okay, um, I love that. We gotta watch League of Own. I'm I'm actually gonna pause this for a second and check our sound. Let's see if it's recording better. Um, okay, yes, now it's recording better. So, so forgive us. We're not gonna re-record that. We'll just set the volume higher. But I could tell it was only recording like one ear for some reason. I still have no idea why. So, okay, let's let's continue on. One one final question. Um, what's your favorite movie? You have to get a little closer again. Favorite movie. So this this is a tough one because I have my all-time top 10 list, but nothing from after like the mid-90s is on it because I just set this up when I was little. The bar but, is high. The mid-90s, that's when they uh, had good movies. So my, my favorite movie of all time is Shawshank Redemption, which I know is cliche. It's like the highest rated IMDB.com movie, and a lot of people have it as their favorite. But I, I love Shawshank Redemption. It's always been one of my favorites. Uh, I also really like Back to the Future Part 1 and Rudy and Sneakers and those are pretty much my my top ones right there. Braveheart used to be up there but I yeah, think Yeah, it was the, like with, what about Braveheart? I don't know. It I used guess to be like number 1, right? Or well, 2. It, it was 1 and 2 switching off with Shawshank for a long time and I think I've just realized the more and more I've watched it, I still think it's a great movie. I'm heavily swayed by big emotional scenes and moments like stand up and cheer <laughs> Excuse me. Moments, and I just think Braveheart has one of the best of those. Just at the end, when he's you know <laughs> having his uh, intestines pulled out by oh the executioner, gosh. and then instead of uh, instead of selling out and calling out for mercy, he yells freedom. I just think that's one of the best so moments yeah. in any movie, and I think that 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 basically takes it from being just a great movie to one of my favorites of all time. So as I've realized that more and more, that I think I just like that moment more than I think the movie is fantastic. So it's it's probably fallen out of my top five at this point. Okay. Sorry, Mel Gibson. Yeah, sorry, Mel. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I, Rudy was definitely one of my favorites. We haven't watched that in a long time, so mm-hmm. we'll have to watch that. Um, that was fun. I almost feel like we should just have a podcast. And these <laughs> me and you just talking about pop culture. If you don't know this about Brad, you're gonna learn right now. He's what we call like a junk drawer of, you know, what he says is useless but fun information, and I think it's really great and he needs to use these skills for something else somehow we'll figure it out mm-hmm. and i and i requested these icebreaker questions just to kind of help me get into this she didn't tell me in advance what they would be yeah well now we're going to actually talk about moving because people know that this is a huge move for our family sorry i don't even know we're probably going to have there we go i just turned my computer stuff off um sorry sorry so we are moving from california which is super big because we've only lived here in our 
you know, 12 and a half years of marriage, you li- you grew up here in the Bay Area mm-hmm. um, from eight, eighth grade on. And before that, you were in Southern California. Um, and I think we'll just say right off the bat, like, we love it here. We mostly. do. Mostly. Yeah. No, yeah. There, there's a lot of great things about California that we that you can't get anywhere else. And we've really enjoyed it while we've been here. Yeah. So we, we will share at some point, like, what we're going to miss. But let's talk about first why we're moving. I think to start that off, we should say, like, was it because of the pandemic? Yes and no. The, the The pandemic wasn't the primary reason for it. It just accelerated it. Definitely. Once once we 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 knew that at some point over the next year that we were going to have to look outside of California for a move. And and I guess and we go, thought the spring or summer. We thought we right. would move this summer still. Right. And the primary reasons there being that number one, we just uh, we just need more space. Yeah. And that's not something that at this point is going to happen in the Bay Area uh, for us. We just, you know, there's six of us in a 1,300 square foot house. And so the time Oh, is... it's 1,200. Okay. 1,283, yeah. but uh, I rounded up. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm an, I'm an accountant. <laughs> and we, we just know that it's we're, we're growing. All the kids are getting bigger. The time has come for us to get a bigger house and to, to even upgrade in size by like a third of that in California. It's just something financially that we're not in a spot to do right now. So we knew, okay, we need to. It would be at least, at least a million mm-hmm. to get a four bedroom, two be- bathroom house, no other extra bedrooms, no extra closets, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little bit bigger of a yard, it would be at least, I mean, I don't even think at least a million. Yeah. It would be well over that. And that's, and that's to stay. For a fixer upper. That's too. to like stay in the Bay Area or stay around like a, a metropolitan area. We There's plenty of spots in California where outside of the cities where we could find something like that, but that's, that wouldn't work with it's so where, far. We're, where we're at. Well, because you're you're keeping your job in, in San Francisco, which we're going right. to talk about. Um, so so that would be a factor. Like if we're going to stay in California, we still the commute is a big part of why we want to move too. Um, it's not just a thirty seven minute train ride. It's riding your bike to Bart. It's parking your bike. It's getting up to the train. It's riding the train and you know walking to your work. Um, which adds up a lot. Um, and I feel like over time has been more of a drainer. So there's that, there's kind of like this quality of life piece for sure. Um, and you know, we don't want a huge house, so Mm -hmm. it's not like we want to move to get like a little McMansion somewhere, but we do need a little bit more space and we need a much bigger yard. We've is, is honestly more important than the house size to us. Um, and a few other factors. Should we share some of the other factors? Yeah, too? I, I think that transitions into what what is almost the main reason and is connected to the fact that we we need more space and we need more yard. And that is, I feel like we're we're like looking at each other. Like, who's gonna Who's gonna talk about this? Go ahead. Is, is it about our kids? Yeah. Okay. Um. So I kind of said this a little bit maybe late fall last year. I had just said you know one of our kids was diagnosed with special needs. We're still not going to get like super specific about what kid it is and all in depth about what's going on there just because of many reasons. That will take a whole other podcast. Um, but but I feel like we're, we're comfortable saying like one of our kids is on the, the autism spectrum, which we are not ashamed about at all. Um, we're not trying to hide that or embarrassed by it or anything. Um, but we have found it really hard to get the support that they need at school here. And we're at a 10 school like a, a, a charter school that's a 10. We've just realized that California does not have the resources within their districts to work with these kids that are more high functioning. Um, and so we've been paying for everything out of pocket. And in the Bay Area, that is adding up 
mighty quick. And there's actually more we need to do this for, for this kid, but beyond just play therapy um, and cognitive therapy, which we've been able to do, we need a lot more um, services. And we might either move to a place where that's provided through the school or we might move to a place where it just makes it more affordable for us to continue to pay out of pocket um, to help them. And, and primarily um, that kid needs more uh, space, mm-hmm. right? Right. So when we talk about like, oh, we, we just want, we want to get out of our small house and get a slightly bigger house. It's not just because selfishly we were like, no, it's, we deserve it and it's time. It's you no, know, the, 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 it's stressful. the, the, the child in question deserves, well, we yeah. Yeah, she. she it's she. We can just say it's our oldest. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like we daughter. never know exactly because we're trying to be so respectful of our kids' privacy and um, all, all our kids, regardless of what their needs are. But yeah, it's our it's our daughter. Yeah. It's our oldest. And she she's at the point where she just needs she needs her own room. She needs privacy. She needs her own space. She needs to be able to go explore and to do so without uh, without bumping into you know another person every every ten feet. Yeah, and, so, and the noise um, is a big. Uh, right. The noise has been an issue from her for her since day one. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, extreme sensitivity to noise and you know smells and and there's one sibling in particular that themselves are struggling in many significant ways too, which we are also trying to figure out, which impact her greatly. So um, that's probably I mean that really is the number one factor. Um, mm-hmm. Once we got that diagnosis, I think we were like, okay, it's so nice to finally have this because we've tried for eight years to get her help, um, and that's a whole other podcast episode in and of itself. Um, but yeah, I think February of 2019, I was like, we need to move. I just feel really strongly like we need to move for our daughter. Mm-hmm. And we both like were like, okay, but you know, you just keep sitting on these things, like figure out is it the right time? How would it look? Um, and then when the pandemic did hit and we had talked about, you know, putting our house for sale up at end of May, maybe. And I remember like we, I got home from altitude summit, correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember Mm -hmm. us like at night, like getting ready for bed and me being like, we need to put, this is early March. We've got to get our house on the market right away. I feel so strongly like we have to sell this house as fast as we can because we have no idea what the future is going to hold. We don't know if our house is going to plummet in cost. Um, we don't know if we're going to lose what we put into it because when we bought, we bought at the end of the recession period. So we were able to get at a great deal, but that also taught us how quickly the housing market can fall apart. Um, and it, that was just, I think the moment where the pandemic did. And in fact, I think trigger us putting it on way faster than we had wanted to. And during the most like stressful time, I think we could have too, right? Right, but and, and even then, it was it was kind of a okay. Let's let's see what happens if we list it. Like if if it ends up that just they're, right. they're, no one's gonna buy during this time, then okay, we will at least know that we tried, and then we could you know reassess down the road what we want to do. But everything kind of came together with uh, with the sale and with uh, the the counterparty in question, and so it it all worked out timing wise and and was i i want to say reasonably smooth process but it's monica that was doing all the work on that but well i think it's been really stressful for both of us Mm -hmm. um really stressful right because i think the primary thing is you know so from early march we've been prepping our house to sell we put it on the market was it early april 
It was sometime in April, yeah. Um, in March too, we also put it like on Nextdoor before we put it officially on the market. We like, hey, does anyone want to buy our house before we put it on the market? And we had a few tours that way, and this was before they did the home order, um, stay at home order. But then when the stay at home order happened, we we already had gotten our house appraised privately, so we knew what to to charge it for. And then it was like we had no idea what things were gonna look like. We managed to get to give two open houses like with strict parameters in place. I had to sign a form before they came in. Masks were on, um, like all these things. So we we showed two parties the house on a Saturday, and then that night our house officially went on the MLS because we went through a listing service to do that, and that's a whole other can of worms like we don't recommend it anyway once we did that we didn't know that it would then mean that because our house is listed on the mls california had strict parameters in place that if it was on the home was owner occupied you were not allowed to do in-person tours at all so we were lucky to squeeze in those two tours beforehand unknowingly because one of them submitted an offer and it was a good offer and we accepted it and that's how we ended up selling our house it was all by owner by the way mm-hmm. so I don't think we need to go into a huge amount of details about what that looks like, but I do think, yeah, it's just kind of nice to know the timeline there is like Mm -hmm. how, how fast it was. And in the meantime, we are prepping our house like crazy while we are homeschooling. Brad is working, living in a tiny home, kids with special needs. Um, I feel like the, what would you, what would you say has been the most stressful part of this? Uh, I mean, for me personally, it's been all this while balancing work. And yeah. working from home, mm-hmm. and and I think just that it wasn't just prepping the house and having it completely clean for uh, for the the quote unquote open houses, but it was then having it ready to go for the inspection and having it ready to go for the the appraisal and having it ready to go for any incremental step in which it was important that our house showed as best as possible, even after the offer had been received for those other steps. Like yes. Just, and, and having the kids have nowhere to go. Yeah. And in the meantime, yeah, four kids running around and both of us working, you know, pretty much full time. So. Well, not me. I mean, I, I definitely cut back a lot in what I t- normally work, um, which was fine. Like we talked about that ahead of time. Like that's where we shifted the focus. Like you do what you have to do all day. I'm going to be primarily in charge of the kids. And but Brad has been awesome about like, hey, I have these two interviews today at this time. Great. I am going to be doing, I need to do this today. Great. And giving me that time and space to do it. So that's worked. But we've got a little visitor here. He's sitting on my lap. The, our two-year-old um, is hanging out with us. Okay. So the next thing I think we wanted to touch on is people fast. Are you able to work remotely? We stop touching that, bud. What do you want to say about that? What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Oh, just that uh, I'm, I'm keeping the same job and then we'll be able to... 
work remotely wherever it is that we end up. Well, I guess we'll get in the specifics on that momentarily. Yeah. But the uh, you know the social distancing has kind of been a, a, a nice trial run of what it's like to work remotely. And so when I was able to ask about that as a possibility of something that was discussed and then uh, something that we're going to, to be able to do. And I will come back to San Francisco on, on a come back to San Francisco on a regular basis. We're, we'll work out the logistics on that, but it, it should look like um, maybe one week a month, uh, which will be good for FaceTime and to be able to uh, get some things done while, while in the office. But that has been um, a huge blessing and something that we're very, very happy about that we have that, uh, that foundation in place so that we have the freedom to figure out what to do next. Yep. So now let's talk about where we are going. We do know that we are going to go to Utah for the summer. We're going to go move in with my parents and live in their basement, and they're very nice to accommodate us. Um, but from there, where, what's what's next, Brad? Well, well, we'll spend the summer looking into a couple different places uh, with those two parameters we discussed at the beginning of this in mind. One is space and yard and cost, of course, and two is uh, educational support for, uh, for a special needs kid. Yeah, and beyond that, I think personally, let's talk about what our number one things are. Like, I know mine are accessibility to outdoors, um, having some nearby hills or mountains to climb, running trails, trails to walk on. Um, let's let him out. Clearly, we are not editing this. All right, so what's, what's your number one? That little visitor just went back to watching Frozen. What's your number one about where you want to, what do you want where we live next? Um, well, I guess I have said Have you thought it, about this? I, I mean, I have. But, but I mean, personally, like beyond the house and the, and the space and the accommodations. Honestly, those are the, those are the main ones. Okay. Which, which I don't know if that speaks to kind of like the, not the, weather. The, the difference in the way we speak about things. Most important to me is, is. I'm sorry, this is dumb. Square footage yard, the cost at which we get it, and are there good schools and educational sure. support for, for our daughter? Um, those are primary and, and paramount. And yeah. then secondary to that is, like you've said, like, do we have, are there, are there good trails? Would we be able to go out and run? Um, I feel like for me, I've, I've thought about like homesteading. You know, like I, I literally make, I think I want a small home that with a lot of character that we redo on lots of land and we like homeschool our kids and we live in the middle of nowhere. And then the other part of me is, is like, I want to be like in the middle of a city in a small town or, or like, I'm thinking like a, a downtown kind of feel, but not like New York city, but more like in the thick of things and like in a home with character and, you know, like living the, I don't know, the fast lane, I guess. I don't know. I, those are my two contradictory sides, I guess, mm -hmm. speaking. What about you? Anything else? Uh, I mean, of course, somewhere that's, suburban. <laughs> somewhere that's within a, a quick flight to San Francisco uh, for, for job purposes, yeah. uh, continuing to work there. You know, if we're, if we're in Miami, it's uh, not going to be too much fun to, to come out to the Bay Area with regularity uh, yeah. for work. Um, as Monica had mentioned, I mean, I've lived in California my whole life, and so I'm mm -hmm. used to the California weather. Uh which is nice, but not something that I'm married to. Yeah. So we're, we're anticipating that we may go somewhere where we're going to have harsher winters. And so while I'd say like, oh, I'd love to live somewhere that's warm, like I'm, that's out the window and I'm, and I'm fine going through, uh, 
going through some Utah winters again, if that's in the cards for us. And I guess, yeah, fair to point out at this point, like we we'd be looking primarily in Utah, or that would at least be the first spot that we're that we're checking. And then other states that we're thinking of, uh, everywhere, every, <laughs> everywhere. But I guess I feel like people are I'm, mentioning like that Oregon is great, yeah. and that uh, Eugene, Texas, Oregon is really yeah. top of my list, and Portland area, including like Camas, Washington. Part, like Boise, Idaho for the outdoors, parts of Texas, like Austin area. Um, and, and I feel like we kind of are, we're at different points here. I think Brad is like number one, thing, you know, wanting to look in Utah. And I'm um, open to that and will be looking into it and have been. But I, I feel, I, I'm not sure yet. I, I feel like we need to have an open mind and just um, explore other places too. And that's going to be different because how do you do that during a pandemic? I mean, I guess we'll just wait to see, you know, how things open up soon, but, um, we can't just fly all over the country right now and check all these places out like we normally could. Um, but I think we'll have to do some exploring somehow, but I feel like number one surprise for me is looking in Oregon. Like that wasn't on my list until we pulled the community, like, where should we live? And so many people said Oregon. So that's been, a surprising place i think we're looking mm-hmm. anything to add you look bored <laughs> no it was just uh pondering your thoughts and allowing you space to express them <laughs> okay uh no nothing right now all right so uh, let's let's talk about so yeah like we don't know where we're going next let's just sum that up we don't know and it's okay and why are we okay with that brad like what would you say like why are we okay with not knowing where we're headed next why would we still take that leap, I guess? I, I guess because we know it's the right move for us right now for the reasons we've already mentioned. And I guess in a dumb way, it's kind of exciting just because we, yeah. up to this point, have always played things safe. I mean, we've been in the same mm-hmm. <laughs> the same area our, our entire marriage. And even from a the job standpoint, I've, I've had, I think, like four different jobs over 13 years, but all four of them have been located within, like, a two block city radius of each other. So That's I can, right. can mm-hmm. go from one to the other in like, you know, minutes. Uh, so it's something different, but we just feel strongly that it's the right move right now. And it's, and it's nice to know that we're acting in the best interest of our family and the best, best interest of our kids, as opposed to just doing what's safe and familiar and easy, which Monica can say for me, that's, that's, that's the direction I lead all the time is what is what is comfortable and safe and practical. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of just learned that there are consequences for that in the end because, you know, for our family, we just need more quality. We need, just need a better quality life. We need more family time. We need, we need to kind of break some rules a little bit and take some risks so that mm-hmm. we can figure out what actually is feeding our happiness and helping us feel whole individually as family members and together as a unit too um so for me um I guess this is answering like how are we feeling like I feel I do feel anxious about where we are next like I do want to know that but I actually feel more like the sense of curiosity and adventure about it like I'm I'm weirdly excited about where we're headed next and I'm really excited by the idea of thinking like we can make our lives exactly like we want it. Like if we want to do the homestead dream, we can do the homestead dream. If we want to live in an urban place, we can do that. If we want to live the suburban dream, we can do that too. And no matter what, we can create the life we want. I definitely, I think my biggest fear though, is that like, I don't want to just do what you're supposed to do. Like I don't want to live in like a huge home 
in the middle of, I don't know, I don't even know what I'm like, not a specific place. I'm just thinking like, I don't want to live what you're supposed to do. If for, or for us, that means like we live in a big yard with a tiny home and people are like, why are you doing that? But it makes us happy. That's what I want to do. You know, um, so we'll figure that out and, and watch, like, we're going to move into like the most suburban place ever and, and it will be right for us. So I guess we're just kind of going forward with like an open mind and a little trepidation, but we also have time to figure it out. If we don't figure it out by the end of the summer, my parents have made it known and, and, and kindly again, that we can stay there as long as we need to figure it out. So Kate Braz is nodding his head. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Um, how are the kids feeling? Would you say? I think pretty darn good uh, because we've been talking about this for so long. Like even before we put the house on the market, we had been talking about, you know, we probably are not going to be in California forever. And at some point uh, we'll need a little more space. So they, they were open to the idea of there not being permanent at their current location. We have a visitor again. Keep going. Which is, uh, which is good. Um, and so they've, they've already been able to kind of process the idea that the friends they have now are not friends they're going to have forever. This, the place we live now is, is not somewhere where we're going to be long-term either. And so they, they've known for a bit that a move was in our future. And I think that's been helpful for them to process it as opposed to a, Hey, we're moving and it's in, you know, two weeks and you're not going to be able to say goodbye to your friends because of social distancing. And that is the hardest part, right? Like not being able to say goodbye to their teachers at all because we're we're leaving their friends um church members even people in our neighborhood i mean we told some people this week like, we better not say goodbye yes you're gonna play the guitar right now um because we want to make sure that we're not you know exposing my parents to anything um even if there is nothing going on there so i mean there's some mixed feelings there i think the kids have been doing a really good job but the pandemic alone has been of course like you all know just a lot for them and i feel like they've handled it all so well and and better than i ever could have imagined in fact they're doing so well at home that that is why i'm like thinking about homeschooling um more specifically and I, we forgot to touch on this one one of the big factor that is that kind of contributed to our desire, like it's time to move, was our daughter was getting severely bullied at school, not just a little bit, um, like dramatically, cruelly bullied. Um, so we just want to live in a place where I don't even know if that's even possible to go, you know, not have bullies anywhere, but maybe there's some schools or charter schools or even homeschooling um, programs that will be a place where she can be safe and be herself. And, and I think that's relevant is there, yeah. as we look for educational resources, there are certain schools that specialize in kids on the spectrum, high functioning like she is, that it would be great to have her be in an environment where she has similar kids to her that, that have her quirks and her way of processing the world around her as opposed to kids that are quote unquote normal that see her differences as as weird and strange and, and inconvenient to and, them exactly and, and something to, to mock terrible. or make fun of uh yeah so that's another huge factor in where we're looking yeah so i think the kids are they're excited to be with their grandpa and grandma in utah and their cousins there they are nervous too they've been saying things like how will i make friends and i want to go back to school and stuff like that so we will figure that out together um but overall i would say not to make it too peachy but they're they're doing far better than I ever would have predicted. Like if you had told me four months ago, we'd be doing all of this right now and I'd have to predict how my kids are doing. I would say like 
our home would just basically be like a cavern of H-E double hockey sticks. And it would just be so hard because our home life has been stressful with their very contrasting needs. Um, but no, they've, they've been doing a lot better at home than I ever thought. So we'll see what's next. I really like that you're referencing the late 80s, 90s with H-E double hockey sticks. I know. Well, we have to keep it clean just <laughs> in case you know, there's kids listening. But um, before we go, let's, let's answer these two final questions that came in a lot. And by the way, you guys did submit these questions. So thank you very much on my Instagram stories. Um, what will you miss? Uh, this is probably dumb, but I think starting off, I'll miss the familiarity and I'll miss sure, the the comfort of just what we've known mm-hmm. uh, for a good chunk of our lives. And so it's always tough when you go to a new environment and there's just changes and then there's a stark contrast to what you knew before and you start uh, comparing and contrasting and maybe recognizing areas where you feel like you're in a less advantageous position. And so I think that will be tough. Like we know it here, we love it here and we're familiar with it. Uh, but as far as specifics, like I think we'll miss a lot of the people. We have we have family here. We have yeah. friends that we've known for a very long time that we won't get to see. Mm-hmm. And, and it stinks that we haven't seen many of them in person for several months or interacted with them because of social distancing, nor will we get to say goodbye to them. And so that's something that's gonna be tough. Yeah, um, neighbors among those that you listed. We have the best neighbors you could ever imagine. Yeah, we're going to miss our street big time. Mm-hmm. But to a certain extent, like I'm going to miss being out here with the family because I'll continue to commute out here for, for work. And so I'll, you know, I'll see my folks. I'll see the area. I'll be in San Francisco. But not being here with the family, I think, is, is going to be tough. Yeah. It's fortunate his parents live you know, close by San Francisco. So he'll be able to stay with them during that time. So at least you'll have that sense of family, but not being home, home, that will feel different. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to miss, you know, among those things you said, I'm going to miss the running trails here, the ability to just like go so many different directions for miles and miles and miles on the most beautiful running and biking trails. I'm going to miss the easy access to like hiking. I feel like that's been very unusual where we've lived, uh, even compared to where we're going in Utah in some places, just being able to hop in a car in 10 minutes, so many different directions and be on so many different trails. Um, and I'm going to miss uh, the church here. Um, you know, we're members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and <laughs> sorry about the guitar player here. Living in the Oakland stake um, has, I'm getting sad. Sorry. Living in the Oakland stake has been the biggest blessing. I think one of the biggest blessings of our lives um, to have the <clears throat> openness and the care and the love and the lack of judgment. Um, and if you, you know, listen to the last episode we did together about the faith crises and you know how vital that was to my well-being and our well-being and our family's well-being. And I'm scared to leave that, honestly. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be something I miss a lot. Um, and I'm also going to miss the diversity. Like our kids have been really lucky to be in schools where they are among the minority, you know, and race and religion and lots of other ways. And they've benefited from that so much. And honestly, so many people are so kind and good here, even at their schools. Don't you think, Brad? That yeah, I agree with that. We're going to miss, we're going to miss that. Mm-hmm. Zachary's pizza. <laughs> Let's talk about the food. Yeah. Because we, we kind of went down the list and we're like, well, you know, we love, I mean, you heard what I mentioned earlier, KFC, Chick-fil-A, and now like, <laughs> yeah. Most spots we could consider are going to have that, but yeah, Zachary's Pizza, this Chicago-style deep-dish delicious pizza spot 
that started in Berkeley and He's then okay, has made its way, you know, less than a mile from us. He's okay. Hola, hola, hola. Oh, sorry. Daughter's trying to tell the toddler that Olaf is in the movie. It's okay. You You're can fine. leave him. Like, you can leave him, honey. Well, maybe he'll like it once he sees it. Okay, go ahead and try. <laughs> He's being carried away against his will. Um, but yeah, so, so Zachary's Pizza is a deep dish Chicago-style pizza that is probably my favorite meal my gosh what else the there's good pastry spots like all over sprinkled all over the bay area that i'm gonna miss Mm -hmm. some places with good curly fries anything else brad no that's it i I think we'll we'll find replacements it'll just take a little while to find our haunts yeah we'll put food on the list um what are we most excited for listen on a good note an adventure (laughs) question mark (laughs) Uh, doing something new and getting, getting more living space and just getting support for our kids. Yeah. I think that's, that's the most exciting is that we're, we're not keeping the status quo and just hoping things will improve. We're making deliberate efforts to affect that change. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I mean, this is still not over yet. But I'm excited to not have this decision hanging over our head because we've honestly talked about this for 12 and a half years. Like, where should we go eventually? We're going to not live here forever. Where will we live? When will we move? So to know that we're like taking action on that finally after 12 and a half years of, of I feel like I'm constantly been asking this, these questions every day for 12 and a half years. It will be nice to have that. And also just the summer to have time with cousins and grandparents and and going to all the cool places that we get to see on Instagram all the time in Utah and eating all their delicious food and all their awesome hikes and stuff for kids. Like, I'm excited. It's going to be a great summer at very least. Um, and maybe more, too, if we end up saying, like, this is our spot that we're going to settle right here. So anything else? Nope. I think I think that's it for my spot. Yeah. Um, well, I think it was fun. Thank you, Brad, for You're very welcome for joining me. I, th- I think he has to actually get back to work. It's <laughs> probably got longer than you intended, but um, we're really grateful that you care about our family. <laughs> if you've made it through this, then then you then you must. And I hope that you know that we in turn care about you. And Brad is just as big of um, a fan and contributor to our about progress as as I am. And he cares about this community too. And I just want you to know that. This is like a family effort here to keep this podcast going. And yeah, he's, he's, he's a number one supporter. That's for sure. In more ways than one. So thank you so much for listening, everyone. This is where we'll, we'll say goodbye, but thank you. And you can say goodbye, Brad. Thank you. And farewell. Farewell. Until um, we meet again. Yes. Um, and just, I have to do, always do my send off here. So remember life is about progress, not perfection. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.